I don't know what you're going through and I don't know what this season looks like for you, but you're doing the best that you can with like the resources that you have. There's so many different sides of you that like, if you only operate as a student in your mind, you will never get to know that side. Readjust your expectations of yourself. Like they should not be the same expectations you had of yourself pre pandemic. Self-care is really just whatever makes you feel like you again. Welcome back to The Passages Podcast. I'm your host, Chloe. I'm the founder of The Passages Project, and we are a media project on a mission to empower young professionals to honor, explore, and advance their lives and careers from day one. In this podcast, I sit down with young professionals across career paths to better understand their stories, where they're at, how they got there, where they're headed, and why. In today's episode, I am introducing you to not one, not two, but three new friends of mine who make up the Babes Who Study team. The Babes Who Study are a trio of friends all pursuing psychology-based graduate degrees in various forms. They have a passion for community, well-being, and coffee, and decided to start the Babes Who Study brand in the midst of navigating their own educational journeys in order to serve as friends and mentors to other young professional women walking a similar path. Having followed their community for quite some time now, I highly encourage you to give them a follow over on Instagram at the Babes Who Study while we dive into today's episode. In this conversation, I pick Denise, Margot, and Nas brains on all things holistic well-being through the lens of young professional adulthood. What is their perception of wellness and how has it evolved as they've studied psychology on their own? What are their personal favorite forms of self-care? Hint, it's not what you'd think. <laughs> how do they reconnect with themselves and their souls? And what advice would they have for any spring students who are rounding out the last few weeks of the semester? These friends were such a joy to bring on the podcast, and I know you're gonna find their energy just as contagious. If you loved listening in, make sure you screenshot and tag us on your Instagram story at The Passages Project so we can see and thank you. Without further ado, let's get into my conversation with the Babes Who Study team. We are the Babes Who Study and we are a group of three graduate students. Um, we all studied psychology during our undergrad and now we are pursuing a master's degree. Um, we are each branching off into different areas of psych. So I am Denise. Our followers call me Den. Um, I am a graduate student and a part-time worker. I'm currently studying at SDSU or San Diego State University. So a part-time worker at a local community college where I help students who have been impacted by foster care on their academic journey. Um, I hope to become a future community college counselor. Um, so I'll be working specifically with college students. My name is Margot on the Babes Who Study. You might know me as MBabe. I'm applying to graduate programs in industrial organizational psychology, which is basically the principles of psychology mixed with the scientific method to improve the workplace. I wanted to go into this field because with hustle culture just being so prevalent in our society, employees being so burnt out, it is very easy for the lines of work-life balance and everything to be blurred. And just stress levels are so high. People wear stress uh, as a badge of honor. And I just want to 
be an agent for change. And I also currently work at a research lab where we study the psychological barriers that impact women and ethnic minorities from pursuing and persisting in a STEM degree. Hi, everyone. My name is Na. I'm known as Na Babe on the Babes Who Study. I'm currently a first year graduate student studying school psychology in Chicago. So I took a three-year gap year upon graduating from undergrad, and I worked as a teacher's aide in a special education classroom. So most of the students I worked with had a clinical diagnosis of various mood disorders and or a learning disability. And so when I was working there, I've come to learn that I'm very passionate about working with students in both general K through 12 and special education and just collaborating with other educators and teachers and parents to help design an education plan or creating a school environment that draws on students' strengths in order to provide them with resources, learning opportunities, and experiences that would just help them grow and be successful within the classroom and outside the classroom. So now I'm here studying what I love in the Windy City. All of your paths inspire me beyond belief. Like, Don't get me wrong. I loved psych across high school, across college, but seeing how you're applying different principles of psychology in so many different directions and different disciplines just makes me come alive. And I cannot wait for this conversation. I'm so glad that all of you made time to join me on the Passages podcast out of all of your busy schedules. So thank you for being here. I'm really curious what ties you together as a group and if we can start just understanding what babes who study is and what you're all about. I'm, I'm really inspired by your vision and your mission as a community, but for those, those who don't already follow you across all of your platforms, tell me a little bit about Babes Who Study and how this, how this came to be. We were all close friends during college. So before we started the Babes Who Study, we all had a pretty um, solidified relationship with one another. So that was really important because it really allowed us to bond with one another without being reliant on something to glue us together. So because we already have that bond, now that we have created the Babes Who Study, I would say that the Babes Who Study is more of like another way that we can maintain the friendship that is already here. Um, we started the Babes who study because we wanted to act as virtual mentors for women who were going down a similar path. We ourselves, um, we've each been fortunate enough to have one another during our educational journey, but we understand that that's not everyone's situation and not everyone has that privilege. So we want to act as our followers online friend or mentor to encourage, uplift, and educate our followers throughout their own journeys. We do fun little like coffee recipes. We do um, motivational quotes, um, things like that. And we also started the Babes Who City while we were applying for grad school. It just encourages us to stay connected and we're in constant collaboration with one another, even though life might be pulling us in different directions. um, You know, we have different demands of one another. So Our mission for the babes is really to empower, motivate, and just educate women um, pursuing education and in the workforce because we believe like the road to success should never be ventured on alone and we hope to be that community for our women, for our babes as they pursue their own goals. We think it's important to have like a team to cheer you on and um, yeah, we just hope to show women that their potentials are endless, that they are just more capable than they see. Like, even if they don't see it, we are trying to remind them of that. We want to show them that well-being matters along the way. Like, it's not just about hustling. 
We believe in so many of the similar things. I'd love to I'd love to dig into that, the well-being piece, because as you know, passages exists for young professionals. And what really ties um, our community and our listeners together is wanting to achieve, wanting to to strive for great things across our careers, but being early in those journeys and really trying to be authentic to ourselves while we explore and while we advance um, along the way. And I think that well-being is a common thread that isn't necessarily talked about so much through the lens of work and career, but it's so crucial. And if it's missing, <laughs> it affects everything. And so from the perspective of, of being graduate students or through your own personal experiences, I'd love to know what, what each of you have learned about well-being and how along the way as you've formed this community amongst yourselves, how has that perception of well-being evolved over the years? I think for me, my view of well-being really changed um, at the start of Babes, honestly. During school, I really had no, like well-being was not even in my mind at all. Like I treated my body as a machine And like, yeah, I was performing highly, but like, I didn't listen to my needs. I just had really, really high standards for myself. It wasn't good because I didn't focus on my own well-being. I didn't focus on my needs. Like none of that mattered to me until babes. Seeing the stuff that we wrote about and noticing like this isn't even something I'm practicing myself really pushed me to um, start slowing down and start listening to my body. And I think this like reapplication year and just seeing how unhealthy, again, my habits were last year too, like when I was applying to grad school and again, like pushing myself full entire days and not sleeping and just never listening to myself. And I feel that um, now I've really learned that well-being just means, it means listening to my body and understanding that sometimes the most productive thing I can do is not to keep working, but it's to take a break and to recharge and reset so that I'm ready for the next thing. Or, or just, you know, to, to understand that like school and work, they're not, they don't need to be the center of my life. Like it's important to have healthy boundaries. Um, And also too, like when I was an undergrad, like I never made time for myself. I never made time for my friends or family unless it was like a school break. Other than that, like I was studying, I had research labs, I had a job too on the weekends. Like I just literally never made time. And it, it was, it got to the point where I almost questioned even going to grad school, even though I wanted it so badly, it was like, I, I don't want this lifestyle anymore. And if it's going to be like this, then I don't know if I want it. So it took like redefining that and understanding that more than just machines, like we're human people and our lives are not just one thing. Yeah. I just feel like being a graduate student, like during the pandemic has come with some level of tension and anxiety. And I think it's important to like acknowledge that grad school um, during a pandemic or even without a pandemic is challenging. And like, it's so important to just incorporate like well-being and self-care into our schedule. So something I've learned about well-being as a graduate student is that you have to be intentional in setting boundaries. It's like a choice that you have to make daily, or it can be just like really easy for it to just slip out of your mind. And so for me, this can look like just like not talking about grad school stuff when my peers or like my cohort and I like hang out. Like it's okay for us to talk about our classes for like 15 minutes and everyone gets their like two cent in. But if we're taking up the whole like Zoom social hour to just chat about an assignment, then we're really not taking that time to 
um, like disconnect from schoolwork and connect with one another personally. So with that, like we just have to remember that our identity as a student is just not our one single identity or like our identity as in the workforce is not like our one sole identity. Taking care of yourself means just like being intentional, being intentional with like separating your personal and your school and work life. And like it's easy for it to mesh and it's important to like set those boundaries and like it can be really hard to like protect your time. But having those really clear, definite time boundaries really help. Yeah, I would just add that I personally have learned that wellness and self-care is absolutely essential. Like you really can't help others fully if you're not whole yourself. Like it's just hard to pour from like an empty place. Um, So I I also wanted to add that self-care doesn't have to look a particular way. Like it's, it's not, it's often not what is advertised to us. Like self-care is really just whatever makes you feel like you again. And that's just so big because oftentimes what's advertised to us is self-care is yoga or it's a spa day or it's taking a bath or it's this super aesthetic way of like getting your nails done or just doing these like cutesy things. Like those are great. And if that works for you, like that's awesome. But I truly believe that self-care is, it's more of like the little actions you do for yourself that make you feel closer and closer to your best self again. Personally, I do a good like shower cry. Um, I call them like sad girl shower times. And as lame as it sounds, like those sad girl shower times make me feel relieved afterwards and they make me feel like myself again. And that is an act of self-care because I always feel better after having released some of that pent up emotion. So I love that. Even if nothing quote unquote bad is, is happening or even if anything, you know, is, is drastically changing in your life. Sometimes just the pent up stress that, that you bring into your life or into your everyday just breaks. And if you don't acknowledge that feeling and that emotion, where else is it going to go? You know, how long is it going to last? And I, I think that's, it's really inspiring to see these different perspectives. And, um, I'm grateful for all, for all of your honest, um, experiences and for you, for you sharing these answers with me. I'd love to know, um, going around the group, what are one or two favorite ways that you've reconnected, um, or your go-to habits to kind of reconnect with yourself and your well-being? Um, shower cry is one example. So, um, would love to, to go around the room and share with me a few more. How do you revive yourself? Yeah, so I can I can get us started, and I'm I'm so glad Chloe that um, you relate to that, um, and I also stand by everything you said. Whoever is listening to this, if you haven't had a good shower cry yet, I encourage you to go give that a try. Um, but another way that I like to reconnect with my soul and myself um, is really through prayer and journaling. That really grounds me, and it makes me and my problems feel small. I also really love talking to my close friends. That really just helps me get my thoughts out of my head and it helps me to like gain perspective. One of the biggest ways for me is a digital detox. Um, I feel like sometimes if I feel like just a monkey mind or like anxiety, this is a way that I just feel the more, the most focused, the most grounded um, and just the most relaxed and the most like myself when I just take like a week off of like Instagram sometimes. Uh, I just feel like I just don't have all those perspectives from everyone else like influencing my thoughts. Like it's just me. And I also really like meditation. For me, I super get like anxiety. Like it's really easy for me to get like anxiety 
that's one that really just helps calm me down. That's something I recommend. And the last one I think is just being out in nature. That's another good way to just disconnect and just get back into myself again. So I think those three are really big for me. I like to like have a really slow morning to ease into my day. I think it can be very easy to just wake up in the morning, rush through it and like get started with work. I would get up 30 minutes before the bus was going to come to take me to campus and like just rush through my whole morning. But I feel like that leaves me feeling very frazzled. And so I just like to be present with everything I do in the morning. So I'll take the time to like sit and eat breakfast in the kitchen. And that has really just helped me to set my intentions and like refresh my soul. I definitely do all of those things myself as well. Um, so it's it's exciting to see all of the options available to you, right? Like self-care can be extremely authentic. Um, and even if you're listening and, and nothing on that list really stands out as something that you'd be interested in doing, maybe that's a chapter that you're in is exploring what that looks for you, looks like for you. Um, you know, what, what does your version of self-care look like? What does leaning into and reviving your soul really look like? It's a journey and it, it, it can be a trial and error kind of process. And I encourage all of you listening to really lean into that for yourselves and, and figure out what being well really feels, feels like to you. Any last lessons on holistic well-being that you would share with current students who are rounding out their spring semester? Yeah, I would just recommend, like I was saying earlier, like don't put your entire identity in being a student. Honor um, other parts of yourself, you know, like if you like to paint, take that time to honor that creative side of you. Our entire being is not just to be like just a student or just a worker. You know, our identity is just a collective mix of so many things. And I think it can be really easy to just be like, this is my one identity. And like you put all your eggs in there, you know, and then you forget all these other parts of yourself. For me too, this is something I struggled with so much, so, so much is just to break up the identity of of being more than a student, more than a worker. Um, and I think that is something that America as a whole completely suffers with. We just identify so much with our work and being a student, but um, you're more than that. Um, and there's so many different sides of you that like, if you only operate as a student in your mind, you will never get to know that side. So it's important to feed um, just other areas of yourself and to just take time to slow down. Um, I know it's hard like in our society to like, cause we're always just go, go, go. So many of us are type A's. I know that I am. Find a space in your days. Like uh, being a student, it's like a full-time job. It's not something you can really clock out of, um, but just find that time in your day for yourself. You're more than a student. You were like born for more than just, just getting a job and just you know, getting a degree. There's, there's so much to you. I would just add um, for any students that are listening, um, anyone who's, you know, like you guys said, like ending your um, spring semester, readjust your expectations of yourself. Like they should not be the same expectations you had of yourself pre-pandemic. 
Our lives have been completely disrupted. Our day-to-day -day has been turned upside down. We're trying to find a new normal. You're going through a lot. Like you don't need to be the most productive. You don't need to be the most perfect. You don't need perfect grades. You don't need to be like the most efficient version of yourself. Just remember that the fact that you're trying at all, that's enough. Like you're, you're trying and that itself deserves an applause. So important. All of this is so poetic. I am so, I'm just, I'm on cloud nine. This is like one of my favorite conversations to ever have with people. And I'm so grateful that all of you joined me for the conversation. Before we fully wrap today's episode, I do have a surprise lightning round <laughs> for all of you. Um, I love to ask guests three surprise questions at the end. So we could just go around the table for each of these short and sweet. My rule is you don't think just say, okay. <laughs> Okay. Sounds good. Okay. First question. I think you'll all love this. Go to coffee order at the moment. Lavender latte. Lavender latte with oat milk, light ice. <laughs> oat milk latte. Okay. Second question. Underrated school supplies that you can't live without. Planner. Planner for sure. I feel like <laughs> I would give all my credit. doesn't matter how much I hustled. Like, honestly, I give all the credit to my planner. If it wasn't for that, I, I don't know how I would have gotten through it. So I don't know, Margo. I feel like a lamp is so underrated. No one talks about it, but <laughs> a lot of us do not have the privilege of having good lighting. And now that we all work from home and, you know, late nights, like you can't be in a library, you can't be in a coffee shop, like a good lamp will wake you up, you know, to get through whatever work you need to do. I don't know. I think this lamp that I got for like 15 bucks on Amazon is just <laughs> it for me. So a lamp for sure. Um, for me, it would have to be like a floor table or desk. Um, sometimes I just like a change of scenery. And sometimes just being on my desk is like day in and day out is like you just see the same thing over like you see the same wall. So I like having like a floor desk. So in case I want to sit on like my bedroom floor or like go down into like the living room and like work there. Okay, final question. I ask every single guest that comes on passages this. What is a book resource or other quote that you would leave our listeners with? Ooh, I have one. There's this quote that says um, human beings are basically like plants, but just with more complicated emotions. <laughs> so make sure to get yourself hydrated, get some sunlight and speak some love to yourself. They did this one research study that um, proved the link between like positive talk and helping plants grow. Like the plants that were being spoken like good words to and just given love, like they grew faster than the other plants that did not have that. A book that I've been really liking is um, Atomic Habits. I just really like it because, um, you know, like as a human understanding the way that um, your cognitive mind works, like uh, it's really hard to reprogram uh, new habits. And sometimes that just leads to more frustration and just you feeling negative and down about yourself because you can't change your habits because that's just the way we're wired. Um, for me, a quote, um, so this is something my sister had said to me, and it's just something that like just always sticks with me is um, you're doing the best that you can in the capacity that you're given.
I was going through like a really tough time when my sister had told me that and it's just something that stuck with me and I just want to put that out for all the listeners out there like I don't know what you're going through and I don't know what this season looks like for you but you're doing the best that you can with like the resources that you have the people that are in your life that should always like be acknowledged and you should give yourself a hug for it a book recommendation so I this is like a science fiction book but it's called exhalation it really just talks about what's really at the core of our humanity and so I really recommend exhalation they're all like short stories so you can just like you know if you're like oh I need a break from work just like pull the book out and just like read like one chapter Thank you all, babes who study team for joining me on the Passages podcast. This has been amazing. I've learned so much. I'm feeling more grounded. I don't know about all of you, but maybe just talking about (laughs) ways to feel more grounded makes us feel more grounded. Um, So thank you all of you for joining me on on Passages. I really love this conversation. What an incredible episode. Denise, Margot, Na, thank you so much for joining me on the Passages podcast. I learned so much from all of you. I'm so empowered and inspired by all of your career journeys, and I can't wait to hear how this episode resonates with our audience. For those of you listening, if you enjoyed this conversation, if you learned anything new, we would love to know. Shoot us a DM over on Instagram or tag us on your Instagram story so we can see and thank you at the Passages Project. Everything you need to keep up with and support the Babes Who Study community will be linked in today's show notes. Again, highly encourage you to give them a follow. Their content is so inspiring. It's beautiful. And it reminds you that you are so much more than just a worker, just a young professional. There's so much that goes into your well-being as a human. And they're constantly educating and empowering those who follow them to remind you of that every single day. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Friends, I will see you on the other side.